Welcome to episode one of Stocks and Sports, or as we like to call it, SNS. Every week we'll talk about the stock market and sports, all through the eyes of a fifth grader. Sometimes we'll have guests, and other times you're stuck with me, but we'll always have fun and learn something along the way. So let's get started with our first episode. Hello, I'm your host, Evan Goldstein. Welcome to the first episode, and I hope that you guys enjoy. Welcome. So a lot of people have different opinions on how to buy or when to buy stocks. For me, there's a lot of reasons why, but especially with COVID stocks, I don't look at stocks like that just have one, like the only um, thing that makes, the, the only reason why it makes it a good stock is that it's a COVID strong and you don't have to see people for it. But I look at stocks that have more than one uh, meaning to make it easier. Like for example, DocuSign, they're not just to stay away from people and have to not touch paper, but also to save you time. So instead of having to go to a place, sign paper, come back home, you can really do it from your phone. So that's why that's how I pick stocks. And also look at um, if their earnings keep on growing. So for example, Let's say the first quarter they make a billion dollars, next quarter they make 1.5, next they make 2 billion. I like that. I'd honestly rather have that than company makes 3 billion, then 2.5, then 4, then 1.5. I look at a growing earnings. Um, so uh, in the past week, uh, the major averages performed, most of them performed very well. The S&P 500 went up 0.42%, closing at $3,710.56. While the Nasdaq did the best, up 2.03%, closing at $12,755.64, while the Dow ended up going down 0.36%, closing at $30,179.05. And the Dow was the only stock, uh, only major average that went down this past week. Um, news related to that average going up and down uh, there's a lot of news this week. You might notice there's a lot of volatility, but uh, the reasons why the main stock, the main reason why these stocks went down, is well, the FDA approved the Pfizer vaccine on like Sunday, and people are actually already getting the shots, which I think is great. And I think, as most people say, I find this is a light at the end of the tunnel. Another reason why, which actually there are rumors midweek that they might approve the Moderna vaccine. And I think it came, I think it became like very hard concrete that they in fact will be allowing the second vaccine for Moderna. Uh, the FDA approved it. Now, for this, you guys are aware for the Pfizer vaccine for kids that are uh, or 16 years and or under 16 years, the FDA is yet to approve it. So that's one thing that you want to just uh, be aware of. If you're under 16, the FDA is still not approved of. Um, there was a lot of big movers today, as I said earlier. What I'd like to talk about is Peloton Interactive. They went up 14.37%. Uh, there weren't, didn't really seem like there were a lot of reasons behind them going up this much, but the main reason why they said that they're getting into uh, prenatal health services um, in that little space area. Um, they also talked about that Apple Plus Fitness. And maybe investors didn't like what they came out because they ended up going up 3-4% that day. And interestingly, it seemed like they did not go down once this week. And in fact, they did not. Peloton went up every single day this week. Not much news behind it, but 
they had a great, uh, great week, as I said, just under 15%. Another company is Baidu. They went up 15.7%. This was mainly on Tuesday, and they climbed again after hours and moved up the next following day. And as you guys might know, they're getting into the electric car business. And they earlier they have been like they're experimenting with self-driving cars, but it's not guaranteed. They're rumors that were going around on Tuesday and the stock went up significantly 13% that day and to wrap up a 15.7% week. And the last uh, company that had a, these are not, now there's other big movers as well, but this was the companies that people, you guys may have heard of and that went up. I mean, there's companies went up 500%, but there are these two, but there are these $200 million companies that aren't as big. Unlike, $35 billion company Peloton, $60 billion Baidu. Another one that went up significantly this week is Chewy, which went up 19.78%. I will not much news, although yesterday they announced that they that there's a positive growth outlook as well uh, as well as um, height price targets, which is also why uh, Peloton went up in the past. Um, now for these big movers, I'm gonna recommend to buy sell or hold these stocks so let's start with the first one peloton um i'm going to tell you guys right now peloton is one of my favorite stocks in this market um people might say that once covid's over they're done but if you were to have a peloton bike and let's say you have a membership at a club when you go to that club it's like you're just gonna give away your bike and then you're done and then you're done with the bike you're still gonna use it and that thing i think about why Peloton could do great after the pandemic's over. I think that they have huge potential. And also something I like is they're new where if you can, you can sell your Peloton bike to them and they'll sell it for you, which I'm also a big fan of. And I think that Peloton goes up mainly because users, stocks normally go up mainly because users, or if they have, if they're a user, if they're a company that has it's a, a, a subscription business, uh, like Peloton with their app, then if people even, let's say they do give away the bike, normally they give away their bike if they're, so let's say they give away the bike if they're also gonna get a bike. So for example, let's say I already having the new bike plus arriving on Monday, I might sell away my normal bike to someone else. And now just like that, it turns from one person having the bike to two people on the bike. And that is how users can grow. Um, for Baidu, I am a big fan of Baidu. For those that not know, I think of them as the Google of China. They're kind of like the Google, and then it's mainly known in China, so it's like a searching engine. I real, I personally like this stock because I love like these companies that are doing good in, uh, during the pandemic, like Google, especially Baidu. I'm really a big fan of uh, the something of China. So, for example. The Amazon trying to I like I like these for like big businesses here like Apple, Amazon, Google, all these big companies. I like the that of China. So especially the Google China Baidu, I'm a huge fan of. Now, here's the thing: if you are someone that likes to know exactly what their stock does, like for example, DocuSign, they know you know that they're an online signature business. For Baidu, if you like to know what they do, this might not be the best stock for you. Um, Baidu, they, cause they, they're in the Google business and now they're in the electrical vehicle business or the EV business. So that might not be the best. Now, if you're to buy it, I would recommend to let it drop 
a few percent or a few points because right now it is very pricey, but I really like the stock. And lastly, Chewy. Um, I'm a huge fan of retail stocks. Almost every single retail, I'll say buy, buy, buy. But I'm a little hesitant on Chewy. For those not know, they're kind of like the online retailer for uh, pet business, for like pets. Because so, um, it's like an uh, online pet smart. Um, so I'm a fan of retailers, but I think that there's so many competitors in the pet business or in the pet or selling stuff for pets that might be hard for me. Now, I do think that as more, I think that it's almost like humans. By 2025, there's probably going to be more humans than there are now. Same thing with pets. Now, I think that there's, there's also going to, there might be two times more pets alive, but I think that there might be three times more competitors alive or around. So that might be hard. So I'd say if you own it, I'd say uh, sell maybe 30% of it. If you do not own it, I'd say take a pass. And if you're thinking about buying it, I'd say also take a pass. Um, so for those that do not know, um, something on CNBC's Mad Money with Jim Cramer, um, every single day or during the weekdays, they do something called the lightning round where people from all around the country call asking if you should buy, sell, or hold a stock. Due to the fact that we do not want to get in any trouble or any big sewage thing, we're going to call this the Thunder Round. So let's start with Siri in New York. Siri. Hello, Evan. Would you recommend buying Tesla stock right now? Thank you. Ooh, Tesla. Um, I'm a big fan of Tesla, and I'm going to tell you this about Tesla right now. The reason why I like it, I think that the future of cars is electric. I think by 2027, every single car people are be driving is be electric. And all the people might not agree with me. I think I think that electric planes could be around by then, or electric motorcycles. So I think that they might not just be car business. I think that they could expand even farther. They are a little pricey now, and there are competitors. So I would stay aware that there are several competitors like Neo, Xpeng, Nikola. So I would be aware of that, but I really like the stock. Now let's go to Siri in Mexico City. Siri. Voy a Evan. Después de tener grandes ganancias, recomendaría comprar acciones de Nike. Um, I know I speak English. All right, I know I speak Spanish, but for those that you don't, can you repeat that in English? Booyah, Evan. After having great earnings, would you recommend buying Nike stock? Nike, I actually saw those earnings, great earnings. I think it was like a incredible 84% growth for digital. I really like this company. And if you notice, earlier back then, maybe 10 years ago, people would, on average would have one pair of shoes in their house. But now if you look it up, tw an average person has 12 shoes. Now, I and that number's gone up 12 times. Now, also, there's been way more competitors, but maybe there's six times more competitors, but 12 times more shoes. I really like the future of Nike, but I would not recommend buying it at the market or tomorrow due to the fact that it'll probably go down from the tie. So I'd recommend, I'd wait for it to drop, maybe, I don't know, another three bucks, four bucks, and then I'd buy. Now let's go to Siri in Oregon. Siri. Hi, Evan. What do you think about DoorDash stock after their recent IPO? Thanks. Ooh. DoorDash? Um, 
DoorDash might not be my favorite stock. I you might be able to tell I'm a they're definitely a COVID strong stock. As might I've already noticed, I'm a huge fan of these COVID stocks. Now I think that with most COVID stocks, they're new good after the pandemic's over. With DoorDash, I think that peop I think that going to restaurants is gonna be more normal than it already than it was last year. I would definitely short term I think this might be a good stock and I'd right buy it right now since right now it's definitely for sale since they're like they're I think eleven percent drop maybe since the IPO is high. Um so short term I think you could maybe get I don't know seven percent off it. But long term I would definitely not recommend buying DoorDash. If you own it, I recommend to sell 10, 20% of it. And then in the next four in four months later, I'd sell the rest of it. If you do not own it, pass. If you're thinking about own it, pass. Uh, let's go to Siri in Washington. Siri. With it seeming like the pandemic is almost over, would you recommend a buy Zoom stock? Okay, I am a big fan of Zoom stock. Let me tell you right, right now. Most companies right now that are doing these communication service, like Microsoft, for example, all of these companies, their main focus is not communications. For example, Google Meets, Google, their main focus is search engine. Microsoft, Microsoft, uh, Microsoft Teams, their main goal is to be a microchip company in software. NVIDIA, who I think launched one maybe three weeks ago, or three months ago, pardon me, they're more of like a technology, and same with Cisco. They're also more of technology. So Zoom is one of the only stocks that focus 100% on communication service. So once the pandemic's over, those stocks might go back to what their main what their main strength is. And since Zoom's main thing is communication service, I really like that. Now I'm not. Now they are not the only company that's doing this. For example, Ring Central. Oh, they're they're also focused 100% on communication service. I'm actually a big fan of Ring Central. If you're actually considering buying Zoom, I might actually consider buying Ring Central over Zoom. I think they're a great company and I really like the future of it. And I like they have been doing good lately, so I wait for it to drop a little bit, but then I'd buy, buy, buy and make it a big part of your portfolio. And for Zoom, I also like Zoom. Uh let's do this is the last one. Let's go with Siri in New Jersey. Siri. Hi Evan. What do you think about Salesforce stock? Thank you. Well, I'll start off right now. I'm a big fan of the recent acquisition, or it looks like it's going to happen, with Slack. For those not know, it's kind of like a messaging service. Uh, I really like them as a holdings company. I think that they do a great job of hold, uh, owning companies, and I think they're an all-around COVID. I think they're one of the best COVID companies, since they're like, you could, if you were, if you were working a business, you could spend your whole entire day on Salesforce as like a walks through day type thing. I'm a huge fan of Salesforce. I love them as a holdings company and I would recommend buying them right now. And that's the conclusion of the Thunder Round. And we are back. The stock market section's over, and now we're on to sports. Now, before we get started, I will like to warn you. I'm currently in last place, 8 out of 8, in my fantasy football league, and trailing by 35 points to the, seven, to the seventh seed. So, I may not be in the best position, 
But in my defense, I did have Dak Prescott this year, which got me unlucky. So I hope you can trust me and listen to my recommendations. Um, a lot of people have different ways to decide which players to start and sit. The way I do it, um, for overall players, the way I do it is how consistent they are. So, for example, um, I'd rather a player that gets 15, 14, 16, 15, 17. Or we're going to like Tyler Lockett who gets 3, 5, 9, 53, 2, 1, 53, and then 1, 0, 0, 0, 3, 3, 1, 0, 16, 0, 53. So being very consistent, that normally means not being touchdown dependent. So I'd rather have a guy like, for example, Chris Gallman that gets eight grabs for 80 yards every game versus a guy like Mike Evans, although I have him, who gets maybe two grabs, 50 yards, and two touchdowns. I'd rather a guy that does not need to rely on touchdowns to get points, but can really, but can be get consistent and can guarantee you 10 plus points, like Amari Cooper. Um, the last thing to look at, especially for widers, um, another thing to look at is their who they're playing against. Um, for me, for example, this week I played a uh, Tom Brady over Justin Herbert. Although Justin Herbert's a way better fantasy player, Tom Brady's playing against the easiest pass defense in the Falcons. So, I also look at the pass defense to normally generate who I play. Lastly, for wide receivers, um, especially, or specifically, I guess, and also for tight ends, is targets. You can't get any receptions or points or touchdowns without targets. So, everything starts with targets. So, for me, the targets are the most important stat in wide receiver football. If you guys not watched last night's game, it was absolutely crazy. If you guys, um, if you did, then congratulations. You watched one of the best games in a long, long time, not including, and that, and that was like, and that's not just so you guys are aware. That is not including last week's game against or the Lamar team, the Ravens against the Cleveland. That was also a great game, but this was a pretty good game. Um, if you're not, I'll fill you guys in. The number one player was Darren Waller, dropping 30.0 fantasy points. Number two is my expect Justin Herbert with 27.96 points. And number three, my favorite player in the league, shout out to Marcus Mariota with 25.84 fantasy points. Josh Jacobs, number four seed with 20.4. And right behind him, Hunter Henry with 17.5 after having a touchdown on the first drive. I think it was a 10-yard grab. Biggest booms and biggest busts. Um, I'd say biggest booms would probably be, as you might, uh, well, for number one, Marcus Mariota. He got 25.84, as I said before, and he got, he was projected to have 0.1. So that's about a 258 times better than you, than expected. So he was a huge boom. Another guy who boomed big time, Darren Waller. Seems like he's been doing really good lately. Well, he has. He was projected to have 16.6. I said before, it dropped 30. Uh, another big boom, you guys may, may have never heard of him, Tyron Johnson. Uh, he, he dropped 15.1 after expecting to have 5.8. And you could say Justin Herbert boomed the 20, about 28 points over the expected, or when he was expected to have 20. Also, Josh Jacobs projected to have just over 16 and got just over 20. So those are the booms. Bus, um, Keenan Allen. He was he busted, but he did play in a limited fashion. Was questionable coming in. 
First was down 13, and he dropped 2.6. That was also a bust. Another guy you might know is a bust. Um, guy who I feel so bad got injured in the game. Derek Carr. Derek Carr got injured this week. Uh, I think it was a hamstring injury. And I think he got like two and a half points versus the 18 points expected. So that's also a bust. Another guy might be really surprised since he got since he's came back from an injury, he's played really good. Austin Eckler playing against the 30 easiest rushing defense, productive of 21.2, only got 11.9. So that was also a bust. Um, the MVP of the game, if I had to name one MVP, even how much I like Marcos Mariota, I would say Justin Herbert. If you saw just his first drive, I think it was 6 for 6, 75 yards passing and a touchdown, ending with a 10-yard pass to, just, uh, to um, Hunter Henry. I would say the MVP was definitely him, but he – because he's having a great rookie season. Now, if I were to name a guy behind him, Marcus Mariota, definitely. Even though Darren Waller scored the most points, Marcus Mariota, great game, way to come off the bench. I think he broke the record. I think he broke the franchise record of the Raiders. With the record yards rushing, I think it was maybe 55, maybe, or 81. He had a great game, especially with the rushing. They, I think they could have even won if they would have, um, on that last play when they could have, instead of going for it, if they would have let him run the ball, I think that they really could have, um, or instead of kicking the field, I th- I think, or on that play before he kicked the field goal, if he would have, ri- when he hiked it, he ran to the right, and then he tried to pass it. If Coach would have called the play to turn to hike it and then turn to the left, he had a wide open uh, hole, especially with Billy Bosa out of the game by that time. Weeks injuries. If you, will, if you look at yesterday, you'd see that there's a lot of injuries, might be nervous, but now there's not much injuries on the top players. Um, might know Chris McCaffrey's been injured for majority of the season. I think he's only played one full game in like total of like 1.9999 games. He's doubtful this week with a side injury. Does not look like he's the play. Um, another player that's injured, Drew Brees, who's on IR with a ribbon issue. The uh, Coach Sean Payton said that he planned for Brees to come, but first they had to get him off of IR. So I think he's going to play, but we'll have to see. Another guy, Matthew, for quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford. Um, questionable this week. He got injured last week on one of the final drives with a rib and thumb injury. Does not look like he's going to play. Limited in practice. It says questionable. Normally questionable means they're going to play, but I don't know about this week with him. Joe Mixon, guy who was supposed to come off IR last week, who was not supposed to even play this week. So that's honestly, for me, is a big surprise. And I feel like every single week, you think this is going to be the week. And then five, fast forward five weeks, he's still not there. Derek Carr, we talked about him earlier. Uh... 10 to, it's, so he's supposed to have a 10 to 14 recovery timeline after having a significant groin injury. So he's questionable, of course, next week, but does not look like he's going to play. Guy, went, who for when he's played, has done incredible. And for when he's not, well, he's got nothing. He's officially been ruled out. Julio Jones with a hamstring injury has been ruled out. Um, another guy got injured last week, I think, against the Steelers on one of the, I think, on very early in the game with a toe injury. Doubtful does not look like he's in the play. Guy you feel like is always on the injury report and always pulls through. Ezekiel Elliott. Guy's not been having a great season. Calf injury expected to play. And so he's gonna be ready to go. So I wouldn't put on the I would I would not start him, but I don't know whether you have him on the injury report. Another guy, Miles Gaskin, the running back 
for the Miami uh, Dolphins test positive for COVID-19. So he will not be active for the game. Another guy, Jamison Crowder, had a good game, I think, two weeks ago against the Raiders. Uh, he had a few, I think he had a touchdown or two yeah, against the Raiders. Uh, he's questionable this week with a Cavs injury. Looks like he's going to play. Uh, same with Curtis Sam. The guy's been doing really good lately. Past few games, getting 21, 12, and 16 points. Before that, 17, 21, and 26. Looked like he's going to play with his hamstring injury, but we'll see. Ronald Jones, guy who, who's been slowing down lately but been doing good. You don't really ever see him on the injury report. He's officially been ruled out with a finger injury. And another guy you feel like missed also the majority of the season, Kenny Galladay. He's officially been ruled out with his hip injury, just like he has for majority of the season. Another guy, Daniel Jones. Guy's been injured lately. Colton McCoy's been filling in. He's questionable for the game with an ankle and hamstring injury. And we'll see if he plays. Um, and I said before, a way I look at players is based on their matchup. So let's go meet your matchups or see your favorite matchups. Uh, in the quarterback position, I really like who's on my fantasy team. Who I am starting, Tom Brady, the Tampa Bay quarterback playing against the Atlanta Falcons, the easiest uh, quarterback defense this week or just ever. He, they've, they've been since his state since day one. They've not been a good quarterback defense. Another guy who I also like, who my brother has, Lamar Jackson. Uh, Baltimore quarterback playing as Jacksonville Jaguars, the third easiest pass defense. I really like him this week. So, again, Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson for favorite quarterback matchups. Now let's go into running backs. As you might be able to guess, Derrick Henry. I think top three running back going as the Detroit Lions, the easiest running defense, ranked 32nd overall. I think he's having a great, uh, great week going up ahead. And I think he could – I think he could – I think this could be one of the weeks where he has those 40-point, 225-yard running game with three touchdowns. I think this could be one of them. Those are guys coming off a strong week. Jonathan Taylor um, playing against the second-easiest running defense in the Houston Texans. I I expect him to have big things this week. Um, For wide receivers, uh, Harry McLaurin, the worst defense in history. Normally, I'm having great defense, the Seattle Seahawks. I love Terry McLaurin, the Washington football team wide receiver. I love him this next week. Seahawks, easiest defense. Another guy I like this week is Mike Evans on my fantasy team. Although he is very touchdown dependent, I've talked about I'm not a big fan of touchdown dependent players. Uh, this guy is playing against Atlanta Falcons, the second easiest pass defense. Another guy I like is Chris Gotten, also playing against the Falcons on Tampa Bay. So, again, my, play, my favorite matchup, Terry McLaurin and Mike Evans for wide receiver. Uh, now for uh, defense, uh, as you might be able to guess, the Rams. I think best def- best defense in the league, Rams. Worst offense league, New York Jets. That's just a record-breaking defense waiting to happen. Um, so I love big things playing against the easiest defense or even easiest offense, and I have big things for them. So earlier in the podcast in the stock market section, we did the Thunder Round. Well, now we have the Hurricane round. So here, people from all around the country, plus some Mexico, plus some people from Mexico City, will call around and ask if they if they should start or if they or who they should they should start or sit. So let's start with uh, 
and start with Siri, New Mexico. Siri. Thanks for taking my call. Would you start Adam, the Eleanor, Mike Evans this week in a PPR league? Thanks. Um, um, okay, that's hard. In a PPR league, you said? In response, okay, good, yeah, okay. PPR league, um, who was your flex? Okay, I said before, take out Tyler Lockett, put both of these guys in. Uh, now let's hear from Siri in New York. Siri. Nick Chubb and David Montgomery. Um, that's hard. Uh, who's your flex this week? Clyde Edwards Elaire. Clyde Edwards Elaire, you said? Clyde Edwards Elaire. Okay, Clyde Edwards Elaire. I'm. Take out Edwards Lair playing against New Orleans defense, second the hardest running defense. I put Nick, both Nick Chubb and David Montgomery in. Uh, now let's hear from Siri in Washington. Siri. Amari Cooper or Deontay Johnson in PPR. Thanks. Oh, that's hard. Um, Are you currently winning or losing? I am currently winning by 41. Fantasy points. Okay, I definitely go with Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper is definitely, um, you can definitely rely on him on getting points. I'm guaranteed getting 10 plus points every single week, so you can definitely rely on him. Now, for those that are losing and thinking about this, go with Deontay Johnson. He's a way higher, higher ceiling. He, he definitely gets targets in the red zone. So I really like him. Uh, let's go with Siri, um, Siri and Oregon. I see Siri. Tyler Murray or Aaron Rodgers this week. Thanks. Okay, first I'd like to congratulate you on having both these guys, actually person in my league who has both these uh, players. I'm a big fan of both of them. I go with Aaron Rodgers this week. He has been more consistent lately. Kyler Murray has been trending downwards, so I'd go with Aaron Rodgers. Um, now let's end it with Siri in New Jersey. I see Siri. Marvin Jones or Brandon Hyde, you can have PPR league. Thanks. Ooh, um... With the injury of Debo Samuel, I would go with Brandon Ayuk. Both of them have pretty similar matchups, but I go with Brandon Ayuk. Um, with Debo Samuel out, I think he, he's getting targets with Debo Samuel. And without him, I, I see a huge ceiling, huge floor, and even huge downstairs bust area. So I would start Brandon Ayuk. And that's the conclusion of the Hurricane Round! Every week on Stocks and Sports, I will give out my stock and player of the week. Here, I give out my favorite stock or player that I see having a great performance going forward. So for my stock, so for my stock of the week, I'm gonna go with Crown Holdings. For all that don't know, they are ticker CCK. Um if you, do, if you guys not know what Crown Holdings does, they are one of the leading providers of aluminum cans for the beverage industry. Currently, there's a shortage of aluminum in the world, and independent beverage makers are having difficulty filling enough orders. This shortage is actually good for Crown Holdings, as the as the company has never had higher demands, and and especially with bars and restaurants closing due to COVID-19, beverage makers are shifting to having their products appear in supermarkets which Crown Holdings makes possible. So, as, as I said before, my stock of the week is ticker CCK. So if you have 
any more than 100 bucks and you want to buy a stock, CCK is the right stock for you. For my player of the week, I'm going to have to give it to Derek Henry, a guy I said great things about earlier in the show. His remaining schedule is the Detroit Lions, the Green Bay Packers, and the Houston Texans. Come on. For those that don't know, the Lions are the easiest running back defense, the Packers are the fifth the easiest RB defense, and the Texans are the second easiest running back defense. Not, not even including the schedule, Derrick Henry's top three best running backs in the league right now. And including the schedule, he could easily lead you to a fantasy football championship single-handedly. Thank you so much for listening to Stocks and Sports, and I can't wait to see you next week. Thanks. All opinions expressed by Evan Goldstein are his and you should not treat any opinion expressed by him as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. Past performance is not indicative of future results. He doesn't guarantee any specific outcome.